How's it going, everybody? My name is Tommy. Welcome back to another episode of Tsunami Talk. So I have a special guest today. You know, he's a uh, quarterback coach in the DMV area who's on the way up, uh, played a little bit of college ball in the Maryland area. How's it going, Aaron Campbell? Man, it's going great. Excited to be here. Excited to, you know, sit here, chop it up, talk ball with you. So definitely happy to be here, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice meeting you, man. So, you know, like I, I'm friends with uh, teammates with Joe. He's going to train with you in a little bit. Uh, I've only heard good things about you, seeing, seeing your Instagram, you know, had to do a little bit of research, you know, it's my job. <laughs> had to check through. Right. So, you know, saw a couple of those training clips, man. You got some guys looking like dogs out there. Yeah, man, it's uh, a ton of talent in this DMV area. For whatever reason, we have a tendency to get overlooked at the quarterback position. But, you know, I'm just trying my best to use my platform to highlight these guys and, you know, get them exposure on the national stage and try to change the conversation as far as quarterback talent in the DMV. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, you know, being a quarterback coach, you had to play a little bit of ball yourself. You know, you played played some high school ball, went through a different, uh, couple different uh, collegiate programs, went through JUCO, and then you ended up at Towson at some point, correct? Yeah. So I uh, went to Eleanor Roosevelt High School, graduated there, class of 2010. I definitely took the scenic route in regards to chasing the football, you know, passion after high school. Do not recommend it. Uh, but went to a total of four different colleges. So two junior colleges. Then I went to Morgan State University before transferring to Towson University. And that's where I finished off at. So, you know, whenever I come across guys who's trying to figure out their lane at the next level, I completely understand what it is they're going through. I just try to share my experience and try to help them navigate those those muddy waters. Yeah. So like, how is the experience? Like, I'm, I'm not like you can tell me about like high school, Juco or even like playing at the high level D1s. Like, what was it like, man? Yeah, it was uh, it was rough. You know, it was a different era, which is crazy because it wasn't that long ago, but it feels like it was, you know, 30 years ago. Uh, but just as far as like we didn't really have social media back then, you know, like I remember passing out my highlight tape. Kids nowadays have huddle. Like my first highlight tape was on the VHS and then my second one was on DVD. And so when it came to trying to get exposure, we would just burn DVDs and mail them out to colleges and pray to God that they didn't skip, you know, once they got to the school. So it was just a different era. It was much more difficult, uh, but I'm grateful for it. My plant career needed to be the way that it was to make me as passionate as I am now in regards to giving back and helping guys, you know, understand what the next steps are. So I'm, I'm definitely grateful for it. it. It gave me a ton of perspective. And, you know, that's perfect. Cause like you led me right in my next question. I was going to say, looking back on the playing days, like what do you think the most important lessons you learned that helped you not only on the field, but off the field? Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is necessarily a word, but stick to itness. That's what I'm going to say. And oh, so, okay. uh, you know, yeah, the ability to stick to, you know, what it was that you set your mind on, long after the circumstances have changed. You know, when things don't go our way, people have a tendency to try to blame, explain, or complain about the circumstances rather than just sticking with it and trying to push through it. And so that's one of the things that I did. And then once I realized that I couldn't play anymore, quickly trying to pivot and find the next lane to embark on, you know, so that way I would be able to have that smooth, easy transition. So that's probably one of like the best things that I've learned, which I've been able to carry over into my next phase of life. All right. Nice, man. So, you know, and once you carried into that next phase of life, you started a uh, you started coaching a little bit. So you want to tell us about like where you started, what you started with coaching? Yeah, I actually started at my old high school. So Eleanor Roosevelt, that was the very first school I was at. 
um, really trying to figure out my lane. I wasn't necessarily sure because I played a mixture of quarterback and receiver. So I wasn't uh, back in the day. So I wasn't necessarily sure which one I wanted to stick with. But um, I was there for about a year, ended up getting let go. Uh, from there, I bounced around. Then I ended up at St. Vincent Pilate uh, High School, which is in Laurel, Maryland. Coached there for a year. And then once I transitioned out of that, I really started to just hone in, try to figure out what my lane was, which, you know, ultimately became quarterbacks. And I just dove headfirst into training. And so I was training uh, for a couple of years only. And then recently I just took the job at St. Francis Academy uh, with a number three ranked team in the country. Definitely want to shout that out. And, uh, you know, so I just decided to dive right back into coaching very recently. So I'm very excited about that. You know, we're going to take this all the way to the top. Yeah, so now you're coaching one of the best teams in the country, you know. And trust me, I, I, I try and stick to some of that high school ball, look into that. And those guys, those guys are dogs. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, man. But, you know, outside special of group. coaching. Oh, yeah, special group. And, you know, outside of coaching high school, you know, you have your business. It's Respect and Honor Academy, you know. Mm -hmm. And so everybody who's listening, uh, this is his business. He trains quarterbacks around the area in Maryland, in the DMV area. And he, he trains some high school or college guys, you know trying to get them ready for the next level. So what was the inspiration for your camp? Yeah, so like I said earlier, it really was figuring out what the next steps were once my playing days were done. And so um, once I was done playing college ball at Towson University, I really kind of bounced around from odd job to odd job before I really found what my lane was. And so uh, I love telling the story, man. One day I was doing security. I was standing on post for 12 hours in a hot garage. It was like 105 degrees. I was like, there's no way this is going to be the rest of my life. And so I walked off post, grabbed five sheets of paper, wrote down all my ideas and my dreams. And I came up with the concept for Respect and Honor Academy, which was simply everything that I wish I would have had when I was a younger person that would have helped me transition once football was done. So outside of athletic training, which is what my company provides, we do character development courses, small business development, take kids on college tours, the whole nine. My specific lane is just quarterbacks, but my staff, we cover every position. And so I started this back in 2017 and have been blessed with being able to do some really cool stuff, you know, like traveling all across the country, working with top guys at the NFL level, all the way to the elite middle school level, been able to work with guys like Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, who's a really great guy, you know, Kyle Allen, who's another great guy, uh, been able to work alongside Quincy Avery, working with Deshaun Watson, been able to work, you know, with Malik Willis, just to name a few people. Um, so it's, it's definitely been a blessing. And again, it's everything that I wish I would have had when I was 16, 17, 18 years old. I'm, I was able to create it, you know, now provide it for these other kids to hopefully make sure that they don't have to take the same type of route that I had to take. And, you know, like, so basically you're not just training these guys to be, you know, good quarterbacks. You're training them to be good people and succeed in the future. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, you know, that's something that a lot of us guys need, like, you know, even even from all levels of, of ath athletics, you know, I know personally from my story of athletics, you know, it, it, it has a lot of character development and growth that you learn just from being a part of the sport and having somebody who can help you through that, having a bunch of guys and your employees helping with that and your staff. It's really helpful. So I, I think what you're doing is a really good thing. I appreciate it. So, you know, as your business progressed, what do you think the most valuable things you learned were as you were building your business? So it could be about football, about like your mentality or about the business itself. Perspective is everything. How you view a problem is everything. You know, do you view it as a problem or do you view it as an opportunity to overcome an obstacle? 
Do you, view as, do you view it as an opportunity to become better in an area that maybe you're weak in or you're struggling in? And so I've faced, you know, I can't even put the, the, the number one as far as setbacks, you know, in regards to being in pursuit of what it is that we're after, but we've never looked at it as a roadblock, just a speed bump. And so perspective really matters, you know, having an open mind in regards to business, not being so stuck in one particular way, but, you know, being able to adjust when things are thrown at you, um, the importance of having a sense of humor and not taking anything personal when you're on this journey, because, you know, the, the bad things are going to happen. What matters, again, is how you respond to it, though. So I, I would definitely say perspective is probably the, the biggest thing that I've taken away while being on this journey, which has helped me to be able to overcome so many things. But then also what has put us in a position, you know, to be so blessed and to be so fortunate. Hey, that's you know what you're making these answers, you're answering these questions so well. It's like <laughs> I don't even have to like transition to the next question. Like, so you know, like you're learning all these lessons about like perseverance and you know, having a sense of humor and you know, just sticking to it. But you know, with you sticking to it, what do you think you're most proud of in your accomplishments as you stuck to it and kept through it through your career? Man, all of my tenure, uh, I was actually just saying this in a, a previous interview, man, all of my tenure goals I achieved in less than five. And so what that taught me was to dream much bigger and to do it much sooner. Uh, you know, things like I wanted to be an Elite 11 coach. I did that. I wanted to do draft prep training. I did that. I wanted to partner with the top, you know, a physical training, uh, you know, academy in a local area and provide holistic type of work towards athletes. We were able to do that. I wanted to travel the country. I did that. You know, um, I wanted to coach college quarterbacks. I did that. I wanted to coach at a national program. I'm doing that right now. And so, you know, I wanted to work with over 350 quarterbacks. I've done that. So to be able to sit back at the list, reevaluate it and say, wow, you know, we came really far in a relatively short frame. Let's now see how can we push it even further and dream even bigger and think even more outside the box. You know, trusting our creativity. I, I have a saying with my guys that. If an idea doesn't make me nervous, it isn't big enough. Like we need to go back to the drawing board and make it even bigger because we're selling ourselves short. You know, I, I want the type of ideas that's going to make everybody second guess. Can we get it done? You know, because that's going to force us to tap into those deep levels of creativity, you know, and be able to look at this problem from all different types of angles to be able to do something that's never been seen before. And so, you know, that I would probably say like those, those are the primary things. But again, as I stated earlier, it really is a blessing. You learn so much about yourself on this journey. And the goal is just to take it, get the experience from it, teach other people, you know, and overall just share the wealth. All right, man. So, you know, I'm asking, I asked you about your accomplishments, you know, that you're most proud of. So what do you think is like the, like, you know, you said that something that if you, if your goal doesn't make you nervous, then it's not big enough. What, mm -hmm. what is one of the, those like moments where you realize that like, like, wow, what I'm doing right now is one of the coolest things I could have ever done. What's like one of the coolest things you've been able to experience while running your business? Yeah, uh, I can give you two. So the first one was the very first combine that we put on. So it's titled the premiere. Um, at the time, nothing like this had ever been done in a DMV area before. Uh, this was in my second year. And I basically just had the idea. I said, man, I want to do a combine. I see other people do it. Why can't we do it? Um, it, it, it was never a question of could we execute it? It was just a matter of getting the community to believe that we could put something on of this caliber and it would be worth their time to participate in. And so it literally was the most stressful event ever. Um, at the end of it, though, 
we had over 200 athletes show up. We had over 30 colleges that came out. We partnered with Parisi Speed School. So we offered, you know, official combine testing with laser 40s. We had the vert, uh, the broad jump out there, 5105 shuttle. We did position specific drills, one on ones at the end of it, camp MVP. We had over 20 kids walk away with scholarship opportunities. And this was our very first one. And literally, I had so many college coaches reaching out to me like, man, this was an amazing event. You know, we love it. Let us know when the next one is. We love to be out. Unfortunately, COVID came right after. So that kind of like halted our combine process. But we're definitely going to be bringing it back in the future. And then uh, my second one, I would say, was coaching in the Elite 11 finals. That was a that, that was a very big moment for me because I had been watching the Elite 11 since I was 14. And I always wanted to be a part of it as a camp participant. But when I didn't make it as a quarterback, I vowed that I would always come back. And so to do it 10 years later as a coach, it was just like the coolest, aha, like full circle moment. You know, so um, I'll definitely probably say those two things. And, you know, those are some really cool experiences that you had. Who do you think is like, who are your, some of your favorite people that, you know, you met during your journey or worked with? Uh, from a player standpoint or a coach's standpoint? Either one. Jordan Palmer, for sure. Um, Jordan Palmer, he's Carson Palmer's brother. He's he's super humble, so he won't refer to him as this. He won't refer to himself as this, but he's a guru at the position, um, at, at the quarterback training position. Definitely like my big brother. Um, great friend. Has an amazing, beautiful family. Uh, he's one of the coolest people that I've met who's really kind of taken me under his wing and, and helped show me the ropes, helped me navigate the waters. Um, from a player standpoint, man, um, Josh Allen, like super cool guy, super funny, the most down to earth, like humble guy ever. Um, got a chance to meet Stefan Diggs again. Uh, funny story. I actually played against him in high school. He was like this unknown sophomore that nobody knew who he was until he intercepted me two times and like took one back to the house. Uh, got to meet him again at the uh, Elite 11 finals. And we kind of laughed and joked about that story. Um, but yeah, th those are some pretty cool guys off the top uh of, of my head that I got a chance to meet oh also Ryan Clark had a really good conversation with him super down-to-earth guy very humble um so so shout out to him as well awesome man so you know like you're talking about how like Jordan like really helped you and like taught you the ropes but if there's anyone else that you could dedicate your success to or like you know if it's family a friend a mentor who do you think it would be uh my dad probably yeah, I, I would say my dad, man. I, all I saw my dad do for the lion's share of my life was go to work, come home, and not complain. And so um, I, I share a lot of his qualities in regards to that. You know, it doesn't really matter what's happening on the outside. One of my favorite quotes, um, as long as the water doesn't get inside the boat, the boat will stay afloat. And so it doesn't matter what type of chaos is happening around you in life. As long as you keep your head down and you don't allow it to get inside of you, then you'll be able to stay afloat and continue to execute at a very high level. So whenever adversity is happening, whenever, you know, some major travesty is taking place, take that deep breath. Understand that this isn't happening to me. It's happening around me and then power through it. That's probably the biggest lesson I've learned from him. Awesome, man. So now we have a couple of fun questions for you. Going to catch you off guard a little bit. So first thing I'm going to start off with is a uh, pregame playlist. Like I'm not, it could be pregame, like in college or maybe, mm -hmm. like, do you put on music during practice when you're training? Yeah, I'm 100%. Uh, good, good. Cause I know a couple of guys who don't, and that bugs me a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. But pregame yeah. playlist, let's hear it. For me, Nipsey Hussle, all day, every day. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. 
and any anybody work with me, we, you're gonna listen to all of Nip's albums front and back, like nonstop. So for sure. Is that or no music? Because trainer gets aux. I'm just saying. Hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. All right. And what's your favorite drill like drill to coach? Like what do you love to what's your favorite drill? Man, so I'm more so I've, I've kind of shied away from drills, as weird as that may sound. Uh, but guys who work with me, like they'll 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 see that very quickly. But the favorite, my favorite thing is teaching guys how to throw with what we call connection. All right. So how to eliminate unnecessary movements, how to how to eliminate false steps, how to stop them from throwing with momentum and teach them how to really use their body, generate what we call ground force to be able to increase velocity and, uh, you know, improve as far as accuracy is concerned on their throws. So I, I'll probably say that. All right. And then, uh, you know, I'm going to have to, this is, you sound like, you know, what you're talking about. I'm going to have to come down to Maryland and get a lesson from you. Teach me how to play some QB. I know I'm a defensive Definitely. lineman, but I got a bit of a cannon on me on occasion. You know? <laughs> I love it. Let's do it. Set it up. <laughs> All it. right. So, you know, what's your funniest, uh, like coaching or playing story? Man. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. I got one. Uh, we're in the playoffs. This is like my first year coaching. I'm at Eleanor Roosevelt. We're in the playoffs. We're playing uh, Wise High School. And, you know, we're getting ready to go back down to the field. We're losing at halftime. Gave like this super passionate speech. You know, all the kids fired up, pumped up. Everybody's emotional. We got blown out. Like it was, I was like, man, my speech didn't work. <laughs> you know, so that's probably, that's probably one of the worst moments, you know, right there. That was pretty kind of funny. But looking back at it, man, hey, we just laugh about it now. Like, you remember that time you gave that speech? I'm like, yeah, man, I guess it didn't work. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's that's probably a funny moment right there. All right, and then I got I got one last fun question for you. If you had like one go to post game meal, what are you looking for? Man, salmon. I'm a huge salmon guy. Salmon. That so, was, I haven't heard that yeah. before. I've been I'm a, a huge salmon guy. <laughs> I've man, been a lot salmon. of players. Never heard salmon. <laughs> Salmon, rice, and asparagus. That, that's the way to my heart right there, man. Wow. So, yeah. That's clean. No, that's, that's, that. It's interesting. That one's unique. I haven't heard that one before. All right. You got yep. that. That's all you. All right. So try, I got try one. to eat clean, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got one last question for you. This one's a little more uh, on a serious note. If you could tell mm-hmm. any young player or any, like, up-and-coming college athlete one thing, like, one, like, a phrase, like, a sentence, what would it be? Believe much bigger, much sooner. And then have an insane work ethic behind that. That's what I would say. Like that, that, that is what has allowed me to condense decades into days. Like, I don't really care what other people have to say. Um, I could care less about other people's belief level. The only belief level that matters is that uh, with which you have within yourself. You know, um, your ability to visualize something, conceptualize it, write it down, commit it to the universe and then act upon it is what's going to separate you from 99.9% of the people that you will encounter. Most people will talk about it. Very few people do it. All right. Once you write something down, once you commit it to the universe, you automatically know what won't help you get there. So let's focus on the things that will help you get there. And if you do that, you'll persevere. And you can't put a time limit on it. That's another thing, too. Like sometimes you want things to work overnight. It doesn't work that way. It, it happens when you're ready for it to happen. And so I would just say do that. And then lastly, look for the lesson. All right, don't take L's. We take lessons, right? So if something doesn't go the way that you wanted it to go, sit back. Don't take it personal. Have that sense of humor. Reevaluate it. Say, okay, what could I have done differently? 
and then act on that rather than taking it personal, thinking that it's something wrong with you and that you'll never succeed because that's not the case at all. All right, man, that's the perfect note to end it off on. So, you know, thank you, Aaron, for coming on the show. It was really great learning about you and your business and, you know, your your come up. And, uh, you know, everybody who's watching or listening, go check him out on Instagram. It's at Coach Aaron, R-H-A. And uh, if you want to grow as a player or a person, you know, hit him up, <laughs> DMV area. That's so, right. you know, thanks, everybody, for listening. This was Tommy with Tsunami Talk. And thank you again. Have a good one.